Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Brussling Unlimited as we are here on the 6th of September 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw. And I'm going to say it, I enjoyed tonight's Monday Night Raw for the most part. It wasn't one of those shows where I go, man, that seemed like it took forever. Or it wasn't one of those shows where I go, oh man, that was just hard to watch. That was bad. No, there was a lot of stuff on this show that I was like, Pretty entertaining, pretty good. I wouldn't say it was a great show or anything, but I would say that it was better than most weeks, and I really enjoyed it. I liked what we saw tonight. There was good story progression going for the going forward towards the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. There were some things where I'm like, huh, that was interesting. Didn't expect that. Wonder where that's going to lead to, and other things as well. So I thought tonight's Raw was a good episode, better than normal, and we'll see where this goes as we get closer and closer to Extreme Rules. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling. You, no, Pro Wrestling. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. Either by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, just like Broken King Slender did the other day, or, or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because if you have Amazon Prime, then you got Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free DLC for games, free in-game purchases, and always one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you use that on us here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And you may say, well, I don't have Amazon Prime. I don't pay Jeff Bezos and that Washington-based company for Amazon Prime Video or Amazon Prime Shipping. Well, that's fine. Because maybe you know somebody that does. Your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, the delivery driver that brought you your PS5. The guy that bagged your groceries at the Safeway. Go, hey, you have Amazon Prime? Yes. Do you link it to a Twitch account? No. Can I? What's the worst they're going to say? No, at least you tried. And if they say yes, you link it, and you support us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. All super chats do get read live on the air. And remember, you can subscribe to the channel by hitting that join button down below. And hitting that join button makes you a channel member. As a channel member... You get early access to news, exclusive news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. But the most direct and best way to support us is by heading over, is by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. But with that, guys and gals, men and women, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. Monday Night Raw. Like I said, I thought this was a pretty good show, and it was easy to watch for the most part. So the show opens up, and we get a recap. Uh, well, technically, it's funny, because the first thing we actually see is Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. No. Never mind, never mind, never mind. I take that back. They didn't show that then. The... Connor's Cure video. Never mind. Take that back. But, but, Brian Danielson has been removed from the signature video. When it comes up and it's the logo and all the videos around the logo, he's been removed. They removed the, uh, they removed the shot of him with Connor 
doing the yes chant for WrestleMania 30. No, 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 no. They removed him from the shot, but they still have the shot of Connor in there. So they left the Connor Malik in there, but they took out Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. I wonder when that was put put in, but yeah, they took him out. I was trying to think, was he in the Connor's Cure video? Because they always use that shot of him walking in to Connor and then Connor putting him in the, the, the cross face. But I don't think they aired that video this time. They've aired it recently, but I don't think they aired it tonight. I'm trying to think. No, they didn't. Never mind. Never mind. I'm 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 wrong. I'll say that right now. I will I will admit I was wrong there. I thought <clears throat> they aired the Connor thing right away, but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Never mind. The Raw starts off kind of similar to last week's Raw, which was different than normal. And well, no, no, no. Before that, I'm thinking the whole someone in the ring cutting a promo spotlight. But before that, they cut to all the, the competitors in the tag team turmoil match. This is something they tried to do like a year ago where before every show starts, they like quick 30 second hits from people that are in matches, but they did this with the guys in the tag team turmoil match. And I actually enjoyed this. Go uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston cut a promo first directly into the camera about the show. They had the Viking Raiders, AJ and Omos, Mansoor and, and Ali. That was a weird one. Cause it wasn't really a promo. It was just Mansoor hyping up all these things. You know what? We got this. We got this. Remember you and me, we've got to work together and, and all these other different things. And then they cut to the arena. And out comes Randy Orton and Riddle. They play a video recapping, excuse me, last week's main event. Orton said Bobby Lashley and MVP lost because Lashley was, Lashley was, quote, a greedy son of a bitch. He said, we'd find out tonight who, lose, uh, who would lose to RK Bro next. Riddle did comedy, speaking of a few different teams and whatnot, trying to make Randy laugh. This was great. So, Randy's standing there. He's like listening to Riddle and Riddle's saying all these things and he's talking about the different teams. And he's like, maybe we should go on a raid just like the Viking Raiders and this and that. He's like, oh, or maybe we should get masks like those cool masks of the Lucha House Party. You can get a you can get a Viper mask and I can get a cool horse mask and we can be the snake and the stallion. And he's doing all these things and you could see Randy is so hard trying not to crack. So hard trying not to crack. He smiling, smirking. He's got a look like this a couple times. It was great. It was great. Finally, they send out Bobby Lashley and MVP. MVP told Riddle, shut up. And Lashley said that he wanted to rip Orton's head off after giving him an RKO last week. Um, Lashley called Orton a coward for attacking him from behind. He then challenged Randy Orton to a match. So you can't beat me straight up one-on-one. And Orton goes, hmm, you know, it's been a while since you and I faced off. Been, what, 15 years or so? He's like, I'll take you on if you put that WWE Championship on the line. And the crowd popped. MVP goes, whoa, 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 mm, 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 give me a minute to talk to Bobby. Come here. He whisper in his ears. And he's like, all right, extreme rules. We... Give you that match. Lashley goes, yeah. And also, Randy, you called me a greedy son of a bitch? Yeah, I am a greedy son of a bitch. I'm going to go talk to Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville right now about me and P getting added in to that tag team turmoil match. Out would come the New Day. And Byron Saxon said, quote, my heart just turned into a smiley face emoji. 
Kingston suggested you need to go speak to Sonya and Pierce quickly because this tag team turmoil match is kick off with us and kicking off right now. Woods reminded them that he beat Lashley a few weeks ago and New Day were about to become the new tag team champions once they win this tag team turmoil match. Randy laughed as they said that. He's like, they're going to beat us? What? They think they're going to beat us? And this is cool because New Day, so Woods has been wearing this NWO gear, his Scott Hall gear. Well, we finally got to see Kofi in his Nash gear. And Kevin Nash had a great, great tweet about this that I'm going to pull up really fast because this was all-time. This was an all-time tweet. Gotta love Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash tweeted out this. Let me zoom in and bring it up on the screen here. Kevin Nash tweeted about Kofi's gear. Which proves that he was watching the show. He tweeted out. Right here. At True Kofi. Thank you so much for the love tonight. It was amazing to watch that gear in actual motion. Always wondered what it would look like. So he took a jab at himself there. But also put over Kofi for wearing the gear. I like that. I like that a lot. This is a great tweet by Kevin Nash. So, the match starts off, and it's Kofi Keaston and Xavier Woods, the New Day, against the Viking Raiders, and this first match goes about 10 minutes or so. And this is really fun, really cool. I really enjoyed this, this portion of the tag team turmoil. And I like, I actually, in all honesty, like the way that they actually split the match in half and did it as the opener and the main event. I thought that was, to give them credit, and yes, I said I'm going to give WWE some positive credit, kind of clever. Also, according to, I think it was Mike Johnson of PW Insider, Vince McMahon was not at Monday Night Raw tonight, and the entire show was ran by Bruce Pritchard. So kudos to Bruce if it was his idea to come up with main eventing and opening the show at Tag Team Turmoil. It worked, and it worked well. So we had, again, like I said, the New Day kicking it off with the Viking Raiders. They had a fairly fast-paced match, back-and-forth action. The Raiders caught Kingston's trust dive and chucked him into Woods, which led to a commercial break. Kingston made a comeback following a break, but the Raiders nailed him with a combo back suplex clothesline. They got a two off of that, not really much of it. Woods made a tag and was immediately cut off by Eric. Ivar followed with a splash off the top for a near fall. Kingston knocked out Eric with a trouble in paradise, and Woods rolled up Eric to pick up the first fall and the first pin and the first victory of Tag Team Turmoil. Up next would be Avir and Shanky. And actually, I think I'm wrong when I said that match went 10 minutes. I think the whole first portion of this may have gone 10 minutes. Correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember exactly. But in my notes, I just wrote Tag Team Turmoil, 10 minutes. So next up, again, it was... Jinder Mahal and Veer, uh, Jinder Mahal and Veer with Shanky. Mahal and Veer worked over Woods through a commercial break, and the finish came almost immediately as they came back from that commercial. New Day gave Mahal a combo backbreaker, double foot stomp, and Woods picked up the pinfall victory. Excuse me. Out next, Lucha House Party. This was a fast-paced action match that didn't really go too long, and the pinfall again was a roll-up after Grand Metal Leak and Kofi were going at it. And Kingston held down Lince as Woods picked up the victory. Next out, Mason T-Bar. And this is when all hell broke loose. 
Mason Tibor was completely dominating Woods and Woods and Kingston here. Remember, they've been in since the beginning. So they're tired. They're they're exhausted, is some may say. And they're going and they're going. And this goes a couple of minutes or whatever. And then again, roll up. They get caught. T bar gets caught up by Woods. Woods gets Woods getting a lot of I think actually, think about it. I mean, look again, Woods got all the roll ups here, all, all, all the pinfalls, at least in this first part. We pins T bar. My eye is watering like a son of a bitch. And I don't know why. Pins T bar, Mesa T bar. They don't like that. They don't like that. They lost. So they attack the New Day. Out next is Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. They actually try to make the save for the New Day before their match, but Mustafa Ali tries making the save and he was taken out as well. Mason T-Bar lawn darted Kofi into the steel steps and posted Woods. Tony Deville and Adam Pierce came down to try and try and stop all this chaos. They finally did, and they announced during the break, which was played in a replay afterwards, when they came back from commercial, you know what? This isn't going to end like this. This is not how either of these teams are going to be eliminated or whatnot. We're not going to try and just go. We're going to give both of these teams that were just beat down an opportunity to gain their composure, to rest up a little bit because that's not fair. So Later on in the night, this match will continue with the final four teams. Those final four teams were, of course, the New Day, Ali and Mansoor, AJ Styles almost, Lashley and MVP. And as we know, that ended up our main event. And again, I liked that it was the opener and the main event at the same time. I really like that. No, I don't have pink eye. I actually suffer from dry eyes, which makes my eyes water. And sometimes I have to put eye drops in, and I'm out of eye drops right now. And yeah, every time I go to the doc- the eye doctor, they go, you need to put eye drops in these eyes. You you got really bad dry eye. And I, yeah, I know my eyes are always watering. So yeah. So go to break or we no, no, we don't go to break. We came back from break. They told us about the tag team turmoil match being, you know, cut in half, split up in second half being later. And then next was a U.S. title number one contenders match between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Went about 14 and a half, almost 15 minutes. And I liked this match a lot, actually. I really did. The two were battling back and forth early on in a suplex, a superplex, actually, by Sheamus led to a break about four minutes into the match. At least it was in 90 seconds, like a lot of times. McIntyre fought back with the clothesline after the break. A belly-to-belly suplex and a neck breaker. Sheamus went to the top, but McIntyre brought him down with another suplex. McIntyre tried to headbutt, but Sheamus was still wearing the mask. And so, McIntyre hurt himself. Sheamus responded with a headbutt of his own for a two. He followed this up with the Alabama slam for another close near fall. Sheamus did the Claymore countdown, but McIntyre clotheslined him and hit a future shock DDT for a two. McIntyre sent Sheamus shoulder shoulder first to the post and applied a Kimura. Excuse me. But Sheamus got got a rope break. McIntyre tried something off the top, but Sheamus ducked and hit a knee strike for a near fall. McIntyre followed this up with the white noise for a two. They're trying to do each other's moves, and McIntyre does hit the white noise, which is Sheamus' move. McIntyre then yanked Sheamus' mask off and booted him right in the face. McIntyre tried for the Claymore, but Sheamus countered it into a schoolboy while holding the tights. So he cheated, but picks up the victory. He is now getting a shot at the U.S. title of Extreme Rules. And I go, that's the way you do it. Just because the referee messed up. 
The ref didn't see Sheamus had the tights. Technically shouldn't have counted the pin. But, but, and I'm going to make this comparison. Unlike AEW, they didn't make the referee look stupid. The ref was not in position to see Sheamus hold the tights up. So he counted one, two, three, says Sheamus wins. There you go. They didn't have someone say, hey, ref, you're wrong. We need to restart this. Unlike with AEW last night in the MJF Jericho match where Aubrey Edwards counts one, two, three. But at two, between two and three, Jericho got his foot on the ropes. She still counted the three, called for the finish. Paul Turner comes out and says, you messed up. This happened, da-da-da. That makes your referee look dumb. It makes That means that no matter what your referees do, they can be overthrown. At least with this here in WWE, we saw, and then we saw that the ref did kind of maybe mess up the call because he didn't see. Like, I, I, you can't even say he messed up. You could say that he didn't see the illegal spot of Sheamus pulling the tights. He called one, two, three. That's the match. That's the finish. You go with what the referee says, even if it's technically not right, even if it's morally not right. Sheamus got one over. And that's the way you're supposed to do it. You're not supposed to send someone to say, no, restart the match. Referee, you were wrong. Referee, you messed up. Mm -mm. You let the fucking referee make their decision. Referee's decision is final. Final, final, final. If later on a referee or a general manager or whoever says that wasn't right, then you can say, okay, that wasn't right. He used the tights. I don't want to give him the title shot because of it, but we'll redo the match next week. That's a way you can do it. That's a way you can do it. So, again, just saying. I went on a whole rant about this last night with making the referees look stupid by overthrowing, basically, the referee's decision of counting the three and calling for the finish. Or calling for the bell. So we saw, at times during this match, Damian Priest was watching. And right before they cut back to Damian Priest in the back, McIntyre kind of looked like a sore loser. I don't know if this is leading to a Drew heel turn, but... I don't know. This is very interesting the way I thought Drew was about to beat the shit out of Sheamus for using the, 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 the tights. But then he backed off, but looked very pissed off, and again, came off as a sore loser. Kevin Patrick interviews Damian Priest, who was watching backstage, which he should because the winner of this match faces him at the pay-per-view. Priest says that he loved watching a fight. And definitely loved the fight between McIntyre and Sheamus. He said he knew that he would enjoy fighting Sheamus at Extreme Rules and was confident that he would retain the title. Well, he should be somewhat confident because he's already beat Sheamus twice in the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> Actually, twice in the last two weeks-ish. So in the back, Sarah Schreiber interviewed Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. Schreiber asked what they had in common as far as being a team and stuff. Ripley said that they both wanted to be champions, and maybe they can get they can again do so if they beat Natalia and Tamina tonight. Unexcited Nikki encouraged a less excited Rhea to say their new tagline. Ripley, Ripley, what's the word I'm looking for? Begrudgingly set up Nikki to say that they would unleash super brutality. I thought they were going to say something is like we're. Almost brutal or something. That's what I thought they were going they were gonna go for. We got a commercial for SmackDown, same stuff that was announced last week. Brock appearance, Edge versus Rollins. So before the upcoming tag team match, 
we had Cheryl Schreiber interview Charlotte Flair about her upcoming title match against Nia Jax. Charlotte admitted that Jax was not like most women, but Charlotte herself was one of a kind. She planned on making Jax kiss the floor that she walks on. Interesting line there. Kiss the floor that she walks on. Okay. So next up, we did have the women's tag team champions in action. It was Natalia and Tamina against Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. Match went nine and a half minutes. It was a fine match. I think everyone worked hard. Everyone worked well together and came off as a pretty decent match. Unfortunately, now they're teasing because I'll get to it in a second. So Tamina super kicked Ripley on the outside and her team worked over Nikki through the break early on. Ripley made the tag before the break and ran a wild. Well, after the break and ran a wild on Natalia. Nikki gave Natalia a high cross, but uh, I think it was off the top rope, actually. And Natalia kicked out. Tamina broke up the pin. Kind of late, so Natty had to actually kick out. Ripley drop-kicked Tamina before Natalia gave Ripley a German suplex. Ripley blind-tagged herself in right before Natalia put Nikki in a sharpshooter. Ripley grabbed Natalia out of the sharpshooter and hit her with the riptide to pick up the pinfall victory. The crowd was very quiet for most of this, but did pop when Rhea got the victory. And then they started saying, well, what does this mean for Nikki and Rhea? Are they going to get a title shot? Are they going to face the women's tag team champions for those titles now? And the question is, well, no, they shouldn't yet. Maybe eventually, but they shouldn't yet. Because what about Knox and Shotzi? They've beat the women's tag team champions Three goddamn times on SmackDown and got nothing to show for it. Nothing. Nothing. Next up, there was a Moist TV. I think it said from earlier in the day. I don't know. But they were in the back doing the Moist TV. They didn't even want to do it in front of the crowd. And it was Morrison and special guest Karrion Cross. Morrison's music played in the background during the entire segment, which was weird. Cross said that he wanted people's worst dreams to become the reality. Morrison asked, well, what's next for you? You want to go for the U.S. title? You want to maybe challenge Bobby for the WWE Championship? What's really next? And Cross said, I want to make you suffer. The music in the background stopped. Morrison didn't think he was really serious about that line. Cross told Morrison he planned on eliminating him tonight. Morrison's like, yeah, I'm not afraid of you. And he said, uh, and he said, He's been in this business for two decades and has faced the likes of The Undertaker, Kane, and DX, the cool members. Cross told him he was going to teach him to fall and pray tonight. And that was the next match. Karrion Cross against John Morrison. Match went roughly two minutes long. Morrison sprayed Cross in the face with a drip stick. Cross decked him before suplexing him right out of the ring and over the ring post. Cross applied a cross jacket and Morrison passed out with Cross picking up the victory. So, Fonzie says it did say earlier today. Okay, I thought it did, but I wasn't 100% sure. Because when I'm watching on my computer, like if I use my computer to watch Raw, my microphone stand right here actually blocks the bottom left corner of my screen. So, if it says anything there, I miss it. Whatever. Not, not that pertinent. So, Sarah Shriver interviewed Nia Jax. Ahead of their upcoming title match, she said that Charlotte freaked out last week because she's never been physically overpowered like Nia did to her last week. Jax planned on finishing what she started last week and will win the Raw Women's Championship. 
So next up, we had an almost nine-minute match. It was Charlotte and Nia Jax, and, well, they tried to do what it looked like they may have been trying to do last week. So last week, the match was planned to be just a regular match, and it broke down, and they started shooting on each other. And then this match, they actually tried to do a, quote, worked shoot, where they do a planned match, but try to make it seem like they're going off script. So as the bell rang, Baszler hopped up on the apron to state that wasn't sure if Jax had what it took to beat Charlotte two weeks in a row. Very weird. Very weird. Baszler said she knew she could do it herself, but wondered if Nia's going to choke. Uh, the match started off by playing off of their match last week. Like I said, they got aggressive with each other. Charlotte kept yelling at Nia to stop yanking her hair. Referee separated them. Charlotte left the ring, slid out, and looked straight up at Nia and just went, suck it. She went over to the timekeeper's area where she was about to grab her championship. And right before she grabbed the belt, Shayna got in her way. She told Shayna, hey, kiss my ass. She grabbed the belt and Shayna got in her face again. The distraction allowed Jax to go after her. A battle on the ropes led to Charlotte giving Jax a powerbomb for a two. After a commercial break, Charlotte wiped out Jax with a moonsault off the top to the outside. Baszler tried attacking Charlotte, but Charlotte moved out of the way, and Baszler managed to stop herself right before she ran into Nia, and her and Nia had a little brief little stare down for a moment or so. Baszler, at one point, moments later, as the two other two got in the ring, she jumped up on the apron. Just long enough to distract Nia. Charlotte hit the natural selection and pinned Nia Jax to retain the Raw Women's Championship. Baszler seemed very pleased with herself, screwing Nia out of this title. I don't know where this is going to lead. Maybe a match at Extreme Rules between Nia and Shayna? That'd be kind of cool. I'd like to see that one. See Nia pick up a big win over Shayna and then put herself into title contention coming out of Extreme Rules, maybe? We'll see. As soon as the match ends and the tension dies down from Nia and Shayna, Alexa Bliss appears on the screen. And she said that she's here to, to, inv to invite Charlotte. Sorry, my, my echo went off when I said her name. So, she invited Charlotte to come join her and Lily. And Charlotte's like, I'm not interested in your mind games, and I'm not coming to your playground. And Bliss said that Lily had a lot of pent-up energy tonight and asked Charlotte if she had any idea what it's like being stuck with a lunatic. And she goes, oh, wait, you do. <laughs> You're a flare. Bliss then said that they would just bring the playground to Charlotte. Lights go out in the arena, and as they come back on, boom. Alexa's in the ring. Charlotte asked her what she wanted. Alexa stopped. Charlotte asked Bliss what she wanted. Bliss pointed at the title belt. Charlotte asked if she wanted a title match, and the crowd chanted yes. Charlotte said, okay. So, looks like Stream Rules might be Charlotte, and, and I don't know if they did officially announce that or not. I can check really fast. But it looks like Stream Rules is going to be Charlotte and Alexa Bliss. Um, they have not officially announced that match yet, but they did officially announce Randy and Bobby for the, for the WWE Championship at Extreme Rules. Interesting. That's going to be good. Anyways, going forward. I was really shocked that the crowd was behind Alexa getting this title shot, actually. Like, I was shocked that she got in the ring. Cheers for Alexa. 
Then Charlie says, what do you want? And then she points at the belt. They popped again. I'm like, huh. She's actually over. They actually like her, despite the dumb gimmick. All right. I can get behind that because I really like Bliss. I think she's really good in what she does. Next up, we got a Reginald highlight video of him running around parks being chased by Tazawa and Truth. Where he took on Tazawa tonight in a 41-second title match. So Reginald, of course, won this match with a flipping senton 41 seconds in. I think I said 41 minutes a minute ago. I meant 41 seconds. Um, Justin says it is official. Okay, cool. Mm, was that announced on their Twitter? Because I don't see it on the WWE website. I can double check again here because I just looked on their homepage. Hold on. We can go Extreme Rules. Yeah, if you go. Okay, it is official. It is official. Well, three new matches were announced for, for Extreme Rules tonight on Raw. The WWE title match, Lashley defending against Orton. The U.S. title match, Priest defending against Sheamus. And the Raw women's title match, Charlotte defending against Alexa. So those three matches were all announced tonight. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So again, Reginald or Reggie, one in 41 seconds. And then out come the geeks, including, including Jeff Hardy. Out came R-Truth, Cedric Alexander, Humberto Carrillo, Jackson Riker, Shelton Benjamin, Jeff Hardy. Reggie wiped them all out with a dive. As Reggie was backing up to go up the stage, all of a sudden, there's Drake Maverick wearing a suit. I was like, whoa, cool to see Drake on Raw. Wonder what this is all about and how long this is going to last. Truth tried going after Reginald again, but he got away. Truth and told Maverick, go back to your wife. Truth left and Maverick had this kind of like devilish smirk on his face. Like, I'm going to get you something. So, yeah. Oh, just is on Twitter. Well, they also have it on their website, but it wasn't on the homepage. That's why I didn't see it moments ago. Yeah. But thank you for that, Justin, for letting me know. In the back, Kevin Patrick interviews Dewdrop. He said Eva Marie got, quote, Dewdropped, and she wanted a rematch. She said that the evolution was more like an Eva delusion, and she was ushering a new era, the Dewdrop illusion. Fuck was this? But it looks like these two are going to battle again next week, maybe. But tag team turmoil continues. Started off, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, the new day against Mansoor and Mustafa Ali in about four minutes or so. Kingston gave Ali a superplex, and Woods tried rolling up Mansoor, but only got a two off of it. Mansoor follows up the roll-up of a fur two of his own. The ref stopped Mansoor to check on Woods, who was, who was selling being hurt. Ali justifiably... Uh, so this is weird. So Woods is selling that he's hurt. And so instead of attacking and trying to pick up the victory, Mansoor goes, all right, I'm going to back off. I'm going to let him gain his composure. And Ali starts yelling at him. What are you doing? What are you doing? He goes, Ali, he's hurt. I'm not going to just attack. And Ali's like, that's what you do. And he slaps uh, Mansoor to tag himself in. And he goes on the attack. I'm like, that was kind of a dumb spot, but I get it with the way that Mansoor is supposed to be the guy on the up and up, and he does everything right, 
and he doesn't do anything bad or I, I don't know. I understood where this was coming from. It's just weird. Like, your opponent is down. The referee's not telling you to back off, hold on, give me a second, give him a second. Sometimes we see that. Like, the ref's checking on someone to go, are, are, are you really hurt? Da, da, da. Back up, back up. I'm checking on him. The ref didn't do that. The ref, like, jumped over, checked on Woods for, like, half a second, but never told Mansoor, back it up, back it up. So it's like, why not jump on the offense, you know? And all he was justified in getting pissed off at him. Probably went for a 450, but Kingston. Um, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Where was I? Ali tagged himself in. And eventually, Kofi got tagged in and got knocked down by Ali. He went for a 450, Ali that is, and Kingston moved out of the way and followed up with the treble in paradise. Woods would follow that up with the springboard elbow to pick up the victory. So a little convoluted there at the end. I get where they're coming from with the whole Mansoor's the do, goody, goody two-shoes, I guess you can call it. Mansoor only likes to do the right thing, and Ali's trying to teach him, you got to be more aggressive. you got to do whatever it takes. So are we, here's the question. Are we eventually going to get like a full-fledged like heel turn of Ali and Mansoor or something where Ali finally just snaps and goes, you need to just be a bad guy? I don't know. But I do like the dynamic of Ali and Mansoor. Hopefully, it doesn't get... Because this got a little hokey tonight. Hopefully, it doesn't get worse. Hopefully, it stays right about where it's at with Ali trying to teach Mansoor to be more aggressive, be more, you know, on the attack, and always, you know, always have to do the right thing because sometimes, sometimes, you can bend them rules a little in your advantage. So next up was AJ Styles and Omos coming out to take on the New Day. Styles and Omos worked over Woods before a break, and this looked... This felt like it took forever. This kind of seemed a little dragged out. But Woods tried to roll up, and Styles kicked out. Woods clotheslined Styles and tagged in Kingston, who was immediately swatted out of the air. After a commercial break, Styles was working over Kingston until Kingston came back with a double foot stomp. Styles tried to backflip reverse DDT, but Kingston countered into a trouble in paradise. Almost broke up the cover. Woods went after Almost, but Almost chucked him out of the ring. Almost handed Kingston to Styles, who hit a Styles clash. Excuse me, this damn Mountain Dew rise. It'll focus or not. Giving me the burps. Anyways, anyways. Uh, AJ hits the Styles clash on Kofi and picks up the victory, and out comes Lashley and MVP. And this is actually pretty dang interesting. So the crowd chanted for MVP because he's the hometown boy. He's from Miami. MVP immediately tagged in Lashley, who had a brief exchange with Styles before Styles tagged in Omos. The crowd buzzed for a confrontation between Omos and Lashley. The crowd chanted for Lashley, actually, as he fought off the bigger man. Lashley tried a vertical suplex, but Omos blocked it and dropped Lashley right down to the mat. Lashley fell out of the ring and confronted Orton, who was watching ringside with Riddle. They argued for a moment, and Styles wiped them both out with a running crossbody off the announce table. Almost chucked Riddle into the barricade. Styles pushed Lashley into the ring before knocking down MVP. Almost chucked Riddle onto the announce desk. Styles went for the phenomenal forearm, but Lashley ducked it and hit a spear to actually pick up the victory, pinning AJ Styles and winning the match and a tag team title shot, which we learned will be next week. 
next week on Raw, we will see MVP and AJ no MVP and Bobby Lashley challenge for those Raw Tag Team titles. So after the match, Omos gave Lashley a tree slam, knocked down the champ. After Omos and Styles would leave, Lashley was getting to his feet. Took him a while to get to his feet, and Orton slipped in the ring and hit an RKO to close out the show. Orton and Riddle then posed in the ring together as the show went off the air. So with that, AJ Styles and, no, not AJ Styles, Orton and Riddle will defend the Raw Tag Team Championships next week on Raw against the WWE Champion Bobby Lashley and MVP. Give me one second here, guys. I need to send a text message. Um... All right. So, again, I liked Monday Night Raw. I thought it flowed really well. Everything was pretty good tonight. We got a lot of build-up to Extreme Rules. Three new matches were actually announced, and that's cool. That's good. WWE did forward progression, not just booking for the night and see where it leads to possibly next week. So, with that, that's what I thought of Monday Night Raw. Now, time to hear what you guys thought of Monday Night Raw. Remember, you can text into 510-906-1341. Again, the number is 510-906-1341. Check the text messages. Well, actually, first, got to go to the polls. So as far as the Twitch poll does go, 67% of you liked tonight's show. 33% didn't. No, 67% thought it was just all right. And 33% didn't like the show. That's the that's the Twitch poll. As far as the YouTube poll does go, a little different. 48% of you liked the show. 27% thought it was all right. And 26 didn't like it. As far as the text messages do go here. Um, this first one says, Do you think we're going to see Alexa Flair? Alec- Charlotte Flair. I don't know why I read that wrong. Weird. Weird. And Alexa Bliss at Extreme Rules. And what match do you hope we see at Extreme Rules? Well, I don't know if they're going to add a step to it or anything. But yes, the match is official for Extreme Rules. And as of right now, there's no step added to it. This is interesting. When you go to the WWE website and you click the link. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to pull this up on screen really fast. This is weird. So you go to the WWE website here, right? And let's see if it does it again. And you click, Twisted Goddess is coming for the queen. It gives you an error. You are not authorized to access this page. Very weird. Very interesting. Oh. One more time. Click it just to try. You don't have access to this page. That's interesting. Anyways, anyways. Click the wrong button there. Again, I haven't seen if a um, stipulation has been added to the match or not. But I don't think one has. It says, do you think if WWE pushed Karrion Cross right, do you see him future WWE champion and also what's going on with the Women's Tag Team Championships? I mean, it looks like they've all just forgot about Shotzi and Knox and said, screw that. Now they're going Rhea and Nikki. I don't know about that, but as far as Cross being a future champion, 
Maybe, but not right now. No, not anytime soon. If he would have came in and just dominated guys in like 90 second matches at the longest right off the bat, then I'd say, huh, they're going to build this guy up for Bobby and he take the title from Bobby. But he's having his matches are going too long, in my opinion, in some cases. So and maybe a future world champion if he's used right eventually, but not anytime soon. Versus, I believe Lashley. I believe Lashley's reign is coming to an end, as Goldberg hinted last week. He's no longer interested in the title. He's interested in killing him. I believe this sets up Goldberg costing Lashley the match at Extreme Rules, giving Randy the championship. This also sets up the non-title match as with Lashley and Goldberg for Saudi Arabia. Overall, Raw was good, much better than the last couple of weeks. Well, your book in there is actually pretty logical, and you're giving WWE too much credit to think that they would book that logically. I don't see that coming. I see them just doing another match with Lashley and Goldberg. And I don't see, I don't see, at least not right now, Orton taking that title off of Lashley. For the way WWE books, Orton's getting one up over on Lashley one too many times. It says, I want to see Omos versus Lashley for the WWE Championship Extreme Rules. Well, you ain't getting that because it's Lashley and Orton. Or says, just saw, uh, just saw Alexa Bliss attempting to play mind games with Charlotte. Is there a possibility she'll get it? Yes, yes. So I don't know where you've been, text message person, but we've already talked about that, and that match has been announced for the pay-per-view. And finally, this last text message says, please don't tell me they don't plan on taking the titles off RK-Bro just to make Lashley a double champion. I don't think they take the titles off of them. I think... MVP gets pinned maybe by Orton next week. Maybe Riddle gets that pin, whoever, whatever. And that just furthers Orton saying, you know, hey, we got one over you guys again. We got one over on you again. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Remember, you can follow us on social media. Facebook.com forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash pro wrestling uh no facebook.com forward slash pwu pro wrestling ultd follow us on instagram by searching for pro wrestling unlimited and follow us on twitter if you're not already watching there live pw unlimited but before we go i've got a special message about wicked cuts jerky and how you can help them raise money for the v foundation connor's cure and the fight against uh the fight against pediatric cancer it's Patriotic Cancer Awareness Month, and we here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited have teamed up with Wicked Cuts Jerky to fight the big fight against childhood cancer. Wicked Cuts Jerky is also partnering with WWE, Connors Cure, and the V Foundation on this critical endeavor. Stephanie McMahon and Paul Triple H Levesque founded Connors Cure to honor the life of a very special little boy, Connor Malik, an eight-year-old wrestling fan who inspired the universe through his battle with metalloblastoma. Through their partnership with WWE and the V Foundation, Connor's Cure is dedicated to raising funds and supporting the ongoing research in new agents for innovative therapies for kinder treatment and ending patriotic cancer. Over 400,000 children worldwide are diagnosed with cancer every single year. And in the United States, it's the leading cause of death by disease post-infancy. Connor's Cure has teamed up with the Wicked Cuts Jerky Group 
to create a new flavor of smoked barbecue bacon jerky. All proceeds for the sale of this exclusive flavor will be contributed to the V Foundation and Connor's Cure to ensure the continuation of the research needed to help and end childhood cancer. Children are our future. We must fight to ensure that every child has the chance for a bright future full of hope and opportunity. So now you have the opportunity to purchase your own bag of smoked barbecue recipe at www.wickedcuts.com. That's Wicked Cuts with a Z. Remember, every dime of this special flavor does go to end the war of childhood cancer. So with that, guys, head over to wickedcuts.co, order your box, your bag of smoked barbecue recipe, and help that fight against Patreon. I always fuck this word up. And help that fight against pediatric cancer. But with that, guys, we'll be live again tomorrow talking about NXT. It's the final NXT before the rebrand, so it should be very interesting. Have a good one, guys. I'll see you next time.